0: This is a three-video series from Josh Jostis, who's a high school coach in central Illinois at a small school called Moroa Forsyth. Uh, they win on repeat. When they're down, they win eight games. And when they're up, they're state championship good. They've played in eight state title games over the last 15 years and uh, they throw the heck out of the ball, but what they really throw a ton of, probably more than anyone I've seen, are screens. So, no one better to learn some screen game from. Hope you enjoy this. This one's actually over on our YouTube channel now, so look us up, Chief Pigskin on YouTube. You can find this one on YouTube uh, as well. Hi again I'm Josh Jostis from Moreau Forsyth High School and you can get my contact information from chapter one, Uh, should have been either the second or third slide. I'm now up to chapter four and we're going to talk to you about the footwork and the timing. I promise there's video coming uh, but the the slides um, I've got it set up where all the video is going to be at the end. So chapter four footwork and timing first one I want to talk about is our bubble screen. I think I've been very clear on this but I want to show you Bubble, first off, for our uh, receivers are going to be the slot kids. They're going to open up and give a whole target. May backpedal, and I'm going to explain it to you one more time for those of you that have missed it. So if I'm our slot receiver right now and I've got my outside foot back and my quarterback is off to my right, when I run this, we used to run it where we would open up and show here, and that was his target. So if he threw a bad ball, I probably was not going to catch it. Ideally, if you were playing with Tom Brady all the time, you're going to teach it just like I showed you because he's not going to miss. He's aim small, miss small, so if you said throw it here, he's going to throw it there. However, I don't have Tom Brady. So what I do is we teach our kids to open up in a full backpedal. They bend over like they're boxing out. They show their hands. Our quarterback's still aiming front side shoulder. But what we consider is now an 8-foot window to throw the ball into, we complete those at over 80%. It actually, uh, the total ended up being um, 82% of the time, we're going to complete our bubble. So if you're the old school, I don't pass the ball kind of guy, this is your kind of pass play because you are going to complete it if you teach it the way we do, which is open up. Give your whole body as your target, and that is why we say backpedal. If you've got a kid that you really trust, can aim small, miss small, hit front shoulder, you can gain a few more yards by hitting him in his momentum. We still teach that, to throw at that shoulder, but this gives us a much higher uh, uh, chance to complete, and that's what it's all about for us, is get a completion, get the ball outside the hashes, let our playmakers do work. So that's the why we teach it that way. Our quick screen. So our to our split in. We are going to line up again. It's outside foot back. So now I'm our right side split in. My quarterback's off to the left. He's going to fire off. When we take off, he's going to fire off. So his right foot's going to fire out. His left foot's going to fire out. And then he stops and he retraces that. So to get a little more room, he's going to fire, fire, then he comes backwards and he is headed towards our quarterback we want him to catch the ball on the move okay we want him to catch the ball on the move but he does not continue in the direction towards the quarterback so we want to just your old school meet your pass so that it gets in his hands faster like in any other sport you play we're saying meet the pass meet the pass this is meet the pass but when he catches it we have the slot receiver or maybe two slot receivers that have the most dangerous man. And why I say two slot receivers, if that was if we are a three by one. So let's backtrack a little bit and say we're in a two by two set. My slot receiver to that quick screen side knows that he has the most dangerous man. If he has a corner within five yards of the split end, he knows that becomes the most dangerous man. So if they're in cover two, that's the most dangerous man. If they're in cover three, it may not be the most dangerous man. When we we don't see teams play us a lot of cover three because we picked that apart, but if teams did play us in cover three still, we made our living on this, is that now you've got that corner that's seven or eight yards deep and he's backpedaled as soon as he hears the snap, then that's the kid that we are not going to block. So he becomes the second most dangerous man. So let's say you're an old school four by, four, four cover three, and you've got a corner that's sitting seven yards off or more and he's backpedaling as soon as the snap because he knows his job is don't get beat deep, we're not going to block that kid. Even though we're throwing to his man, we're not going to block to him. And I'll show you that we are actually going to block, but we're going to block him late. So the slot receiver would now be blocking the head up outside linebacker because that is the most dangerous man. So slot receivers understand. My job, block the most dangerous man. We have to spend a lot of time in summer camp teaching them what the most dangerous man is. I just told you my cover three scenario, we're going to be blocking an outside linebacker. Cover two scenario, we're going to be blocking a corner. They have to understand that. If I run it to a three receiver side, if you're a slot receiver, the rule didn't change. You are blocking most dangerous man. So. Now I've got two slots over there and they have to pick how the two most dangerous men are over there because my rule is most dangerous man. We also release our tackles to block the second most dangerous man. So when I just told you, let's go back to my cover three scenario. Cover three, we're going to block most dangerous man with our slot. So that's going to be the outside linebacker. That means that corner that's sitting over there soft and in immediate backpedal. He will be blocked by our tackle. So that tells you a little bit about philosophy at Moreau Forsyth. My two tackles this year, one was 5'11", 2'04", the other one was 6'1", 190". Those are our most athletic linemen. They are not the biggest. So you are not going to watch us have NFL tackles headed anywhere on a Sunday because those kids will not play tackle for us. Our big kids are our guards and our center. Our athletes, our kids that probably should be playing tight end, except they can't really catch, those are our tackles. Our fullbacks, those are our tackles. And we have had countless of them that are somewhere between 5'9 and 180 pounds, and 6'4 and 215 pounds, and we're putting athletes that can get out and run in space. This is just one of the reasons why we do that. But I think that is unique to Moreau Forsyth and that we put our athletes at tackle and our big kids at guard. And I could go on and on and talk to you about that and be happy to uh, if any of you want to reach out and get the rest of my philosophy. But the biggest part of that is I just gave you that philosophy. The other one is, is we run a ton of jet sweep and a ton of edge plays. My tackles have to be able to beat your defensive ends off the ball and get your shoulders turned. And so we need athletes, not size, to be able to do that. So. There's uh, how how the blocking works. So that's footwork and timing for us. So our quick screen is going to be two steps up the field, retrace at three, come meet the pass after you get the ball in the hand. It almost always works out that the play hits back outside. Because as I just told you, we're blocking most dangerous man and second most dangerous man. Who's blocking middle linebackers that are screaming? No one so we don't want to go in there where the big guys roam so we tell them all catch it and get back outside and get what we can get as i told you in our quick screen earlier uh our quick screen 32 of 36 completed 88 of them 246 yards no touchdowns this year uh off of it uh, a lot of them set up very short touchdowns but no touchdowns again it's a pass that we're going to complete we're going to get the ball to our athlete in space, we're going to get him outside the hashes, and we're going to allow our athlete to, if he can beat one of your guys, get to the house. It's not the same thing when I'm running trap and we're running it inside and I'm going to tell my tailback, you always make the first one miss. Well, that's great, except there's a second and a third and a fourth player uh, there as safety start rolling down into the box. But on these quick screens, if we can make one miss, we feel like we can take it to the house. So that's how our quick screen goes. And now my tunnel screen, and this one truly does hit in a tunnel back across the middle of the field. So footwork for the um, receivers is no different at all in the quick screen and the tunnel screen. Two steps up the field, retrace three backwards, but this time you will now continue through the tunnel. Here's how we block our tunnel. I know I'm not talking about blocking yet, but we will literally be releasing all five linemen like a uh, glove and they will be headed. So if the tunnel's to the right, that's what they will look like when they're blocking. If the tunnel was to the left, that's what they would look like when they are blocking. And we literally make our linemen hold up their hands when we're installing this in camp and saying this is what you're gonna look like right, this is what you're gonna look like going left. And all their rule is is we punch, and then we go. And I'll talk to you more about line blocking, but you have to kind of understand that. So as we fan out to our right, and we're running tunnel screen to our right, this is almost always gonna hit back to the middle, to maybe all the way over to the left hash down the field. And it has been a great play for us. Stats didn't bear it out as much this year uh, as it has in the past. But for us, 26 for 42, so this was our most popular screen. 382 yards, and four touchdowns. Only completed at 61% of the time. After I put this presentation together, I guarantee my young quarterback is going to learn more about getting this one completed, because we've got to get that completing 80% of our passes in our screen game. But it has been an explosive play for us. I know over the last, we've installed this about four years ago, and it has become my favorite screen to call, and it has our most big play potential. I would say that of those four touchdowns, I bet we had maybe two or three that were called back. Uh, With so many linemen getting down the field, you got to make sure you get it thrown behind the line of scrimmage, obviously. And that's why we say up two, back three. And then I will tell you, you do get that opportunity for the blocks in the back. I guarantee you we had more yardage on this play than any of my other screens, if I, if especially if I could have uh, excluded penalty yardage. I know, so you're going to want to learn uh, what do I have to do to that. Most of the time is what our linemen are being is overly aggressive. When we see the kid's numbers, just let our receiver in space make a play in the tunnel. Don't think you have to get a perfect block because these kids are chasing and we got linemen chasing them and it does expose a lot of numbers our kids have to do a better job of letting off of that when we see your rear numbers we gotta let off of that and uh, I think we've been very good at tunnel screen but I will say this is probably the worst but I don't even have the evidence to back that up until I've uh, seen it so and then uh, footwork uh, continued there on, on this will be our quarterback's footwork. So I just told you what I wanted receivers to do. The most important part of any of this is quarterback footwork. Our quarterback uh, right now, our quarterback's coach is named Kyle Tutt. He won a state championship when he was in uh, high school, went on and uh, played, played some college ball does an outstanding job for us. My previous quarterback coach before, I I used to do it when I started out. And then I had a gentleman named John Hockaday, one of the best uh, that I've ever been around. He had three boys uh, that played for me. Jack is the youngest one and he's currently competing at middle linebacker, uh, sits behind Josie Jewell at the University of Iowa and hopes to get his two cracks after Josie heads to the NFL. And uh, I had so Jack went to the University of Iowa um, and Luke, the oldest brother, went to uh, Eastern Illinois University uh, to play quarterback there under Coach Pooh. And then uh, the youngest one, Joe Hockaday, uh, ended up at Ole Miss um, down there as ju- just a student. Uh, very blessed to have that family come through our district and John was not only an outstanding person but an outstanding quarterbacks coach. And I got three great players out of that and a lot of this stuff and the footwork that is involved has been with us now uh, for, for about 15 years. So our quarterback footwork, bubble screen and quick screen are the exact same thing. I talked to you already, uh, this is just going to be the difference in, is the split end getting the ball or is the slot receiver getting the ball our job as quarterbacks is going to be catch it and throw it as fast as you possibly can if we have a kid that has to have laces to throw he will not play quarterback at Moreau Forsyth. all right my son doesn't even grab the laces when we are throwing downfield just because he's got it beat into his head so much that you don't need laces to be able to throw football Um, My quarterback now, my sophomore quarterback, he does still like the laces and you'll see him messing with it. But in screen game, he's got, we only required in screen game to get it out and our quick game. We don't care if you have laces. Uh, The rest of them, if you want to jack around as you drop back, get it in the hole of the laces, you're welcome to. So catch it and throw it, get it out as fast as possible. We teach that uh, similar to a second baseman or a shortstop. You know, it's just going to be quick, pivot, throw, get your feet. Uh, get them underneath you. Arm's gonna be off to your side. We're gonna make quick pop to the hip and we're gonna transfer our weight. So for us, if we were throwing screen left, it's boom, boom, throw. So all you're gonna have is that uh, tap, tap, throw. Don't care about laces. Get it out of your hand as far as you can, as quick as you can. We wanna aim at the upside shoulder. Our, our kids uh, hear me say all the time, aim small, miss small. If you've ever seen the movie, The Patriot uh, with Mel Gibson, a great line on in there, but he tells them, remember what I taught you boys, and it's aim small, miss small. And uh, our kids have not only seen that movie clip about a million times when we install this, it also is Mel Gibson saying aim small, miss small. And uh, what we're telling them is, if I'm aiming here at your heart, and that's what we say, hit me in the heart all the time. If I'm aiming at your heart, when I go to throw that football, even if I miss by a half a football, it's still a really good throw or if I miss by a half a football, but we don't want to just say complete the ball and you've got a bubble screen thrown up here when we want it delivered over here and aim at the heart. So, that's that's what we're talking about there. Our tunnel screen also is not any different for the quarterback's fundamentals, but you will see when we show it on film, it's all about head and eyes for us. We, we spend a lot of time with our quarterbacks teaching them to look one way, throw the other. Um, look people off, throw to the open spots. Lots of people do it. Lots of high school quarterbacks, though, stare down where they're going to throw, and then they throw it there. Um, if, if we play those teams that are teaching their safety to watch our eyes, tunnel screen will be a big play for us because we're almost always going to fake the screen one way and throw the tunnel back the other way. We're going to fake a run, going to the left, throw the tunnel back to the right. For example, I can be running our stretch play to my left, then turn and pop my hips and throw the tunnel back in behind it. We do a ton of play action off of all of our screen game. Obviously, it doesn't get out as quick, so I'm not throwing as many of the um, quick screens. I'm never going to throw those. The bubble screens, I will, but those are pre-snap reads. So it looks great, but we knew we were throwing it before. So even though we're faking a run and linemen are blocking a run, we knew we were throwing it because we had numbers. Uh, this tunnel screen, we are truly play-actioning one way and going to throw it back the other way. And you're going to see plenty of video that shows it. So slow screen, I talked to you about it a little bit earlier and about how that blocking was going to go. But you're going to catch and use your eyes to hold your safety. So when I get that and we're running the running back slow screen I'm gonna have my eyes and I'm gonna manipulate that safety with my eyes so if I want to throw our slow screen to the running back on the right I'm gonna have dropped back I'm gonna look left I'm gonna move my safety left and then I'm gonna be ready to drop back over here to my right so the way that works for us because we're a gun team it's going to be our drop so it's thousand one thousand two then the pass rush comes so then I'm 1,001, 1,002, and I go with an extra high release. I'm throwing it off my back foot, and you'll see film. As I told you in the semifinal game this year, it's not always perfect. My quarterback hit a, a defensive lineman in stride for a touchdown. So not always what we want. Swing screen, and again, this is talking to you about look at opposite to hold a linebacker and then transfer the weight to drive a football. So that swing screen that we talked about is where I'm throwing the bubble screen out to my running back. We call it swing screen, but essentially it's just the bubble. The difference is on it is we are always going to look it off. So we will look away from where we're throwing and then throw it back to him. It's just a timing issue for us. That is the timing of how we install our screen game. I, I did want to show you an example, um, I, again this is kind of just things that I've uh, taken from my Champions manual, but uh, to give you an idea about our kids, uh, the, the red-headed kid with the most uh, hair off to your right side of that picture was Logan Alsop, I told you, it was our all-time leading receiver, uh, also middle linebacker. The kid there in the middle is a tackle for us and the kid there off to the left is a tackle for us and you can see, drenched in sweat, good sized kids, lived in the weight room, did all that, but you're about 5'11", 180 on the left, you're about 5'11", 200 in the middle, and then the bigger of the two, about 6'2", 220 is the actual Y in our offense, or the tight end H-back kind of kid. Um, But you can see they look pretty lathered up, and uh, this this is gonna be sometime early in the uh, season in a practice and those are the kids we build into football players and we give them a purpose. We hopefully were able to teach them uh, a little something about putting things uh, in, in front of their own goals and any one of those kids, the reason I show that picture, any one of those kids could have been the guy getting the ball and the other two could have been the guy that had to block. And in our offense, I think the beautiful thing about it is we really have some unselfish kids. I have no idea how many linemen I've had that end up being starters for us that come into high school of dreams of having the football. And the the reality is we have one football. So that's what it is, and that's why I love this picture uh, that I had somebody take for me. So... All right, we're ready to talk about Chapter 5 and line and receiver blocking rules and timing. I've kind of hit this as the presentation was going on, so now I just want to review and I know I keep promising video, but uh, that's the highlight of the whole project. So, uh, up first will be the bubble and the quick screens. So, I already told you the receiver's rule is he is going to block the most dangerous. So, it doesn't matter, let's say for example, I'm running the bubble screen. The split ends rule is block the most dangerous player. So if you went back and you were talking about your cover three look out of a 4-4 cover three, my split end would be coming down to crack on your outside linebacker. We would leave that corner that is gonna be soft and deep will be where our tackle is motoring up through and to and we are going to backpedal away from that outside linebacker and continue into our backpedal with a full open surface with an eight foot radius for our quarterback to be able to throw and that play is going to ideally hit between the tackles block out on number one and the crack block by our receiver. We're gonna try and outrun middle linebackers that are trying to aggressively pursue that, okay? Tackles always know their job is second most dangerous. So if it was a three by one set, we would have had a couple down blocks and the tackle moving all the way out to number one. But sometimes it's a cover two. And so now we've got a cover two. So the rule didn't change, receiver blocks most dangerous. So the split end blocks, the head up, cover two corner. We are gonna have a safety sitting over the top of our um, slot receiver and most teams against us are going to play that outside backer as an overhang player so he kind of needs to be in the box because we're a pretty good running team but he also knows that he's got to get out and play the screen we set these scenarios up countless times in the summer and all the time at practice for a 10-minute session so that our kids learn how they're going to determine who the most dangerous is they have to be able to communicate and that tackle always has the block of the least dangerous person. Doesn't matter if it's in two by two or three by one set. Tackles, you see the rule, most dangerous, the key to it all, They've got to get a ton of reps and they got to get a ton of looks. We got to be able to block it against a 3-3 stack. We got to be able to block it against a 4-3. We see mostly 4-3 teams, by the way. 4-1 in the box, a couple of overhang players trying to do a little bit of both. We see very few cover three anymore, but we will go through all of those scenarios and we rep the heck out of them all summer long when we're doing our installs and we're doing camp so that it just becomes Natural for our kids to be able to block this and I note a couple things you can do You can motion into the most dangerous and the tackles can release up and up and out versus good ends So the first thing I'm going to say is Let's say I want to run the quick screen to my right. I can line up in a three by one set I can motion my Y all the way across to give him a full speed block to go block most dangerous number one corner out there. A lot of teams will try and lock us um, when we have single receiver sides, or I'm a big three by one guy. So we'll motion across, still get a great block out there, and then our tackle would know that he is going to be releasing to the second most dangerous man. That's a little uh, tip that you can do to uh, change up the blocking assignment, but the rules don't change, so it's easy for the kids. I would also tell you that by releasing your tackles outside, you will play some good coaches that will tell their defensive ends to go with him. And if you play that stud athletic defensive end kid and he's chasing behind your tackle, he's right in position with nobody able to uh, account for him in the blocking scheme. And we'll play some stud defensive ends. In our league, in the Sangamo, we play a ton of stud defensive ends. Uh, played some stud defensive ends in All-State or in the uh, state championship game. We have all kinds of stuff that we try and do, and uh, we thought we really neutralized the All-State defensive end that we saw in the state championship game had three tackles. So we're going to do all sorts of stuff to make him think instead of have to play. So one of the things that we do, if you're a good end and you want to chase us, we will call lead, just your old quarterback lead, except we will release the tackle out we'll let you go chase him and now our guard blocks your three technique and my running back is going to go block your middle linebacker your mike and i'm going to run quarterback lead and we don't even have to whip your stud defensive end because he left the box chasing our tackle out there for no reason that's been very successful some of them try and read it but they only read the initials so we run so much down block with our tackles that when we release inside good coaches and we play so many of those again in the Sangamo they teach their kids to get hands on and cave down just like you all do so you get hands on me and you cave down so we'll release inside like we're going on a down block and then as soon as we rip through you and clear we're immediately like if I'm the right tackle gonna put my left foot in the ground and I'm headed out now at 90 degrees to the right you've read down blocks, so you are no nowhere near making the play out on the edge and what we found is even though our tackles are now going to be a step late getting out there they still do get there and we have sold you to not get your stud defensive ends out and involved so those are two tips that you're going to need to be able to do um or three tips actually one to motion into the screens and then two different things you can do with your tackle to take advantage of teams that want to chase you uh, We find that most teams don't consider chasing us uh, After they've played us more than once a lot of teams will come into it like in the playoffs They'll be teaching their kids and by the end of the game They're no longer chasing out there because uh, we feel like we have some built-in tricks to uh, get that. So that's going to be line and receiver blocking, rules and timing. and It's really pretty simple. I just gave you every rule that you need. It's more about reps. Those kids have to get out there and see those reps and see the different looks. You know what defenses teams are going to play against you. I mean we've seen everything uh, that you could draw up over 18 years and we feel like we have an answer in screen game for all of them. The toughest one, the best way to defend us and stop it, is this and I'm going to give you this pointer. It needs to be about 20 degrees, really windy, and also allow you to walk all of your players up and lock. Then screen game goes out the window, but so does everything else when it's 20 degrees and it's really windy and we can't throw. The only times we have been unsuccessful in running our screen game are when the weather took us out of it and you still had athletes enough that you could lock us. For example, that semifinal game I just told you about though, we completed 7 of 12 passes, 168 yards and two touchdowns in the worst possible conditions you could possibly play on. 5 of his completions, 5 of his completions were on a tunnel screen, a quick screen, three shuffle passes and then They felt like we weren't going to do those, and so we throw the home runs off of those, the fake screens that both went where we faked our bubble and our split ends take off, and he beats the kid for touchdowns both times, one from 39 out and the other one from 81 out, and they are the gimmicks off of that. That was the team that was willing to try and press us, because they thought the weather was taking that part out. You fake the screen, you hit the home run, and that's what wins is, is us the game 25 to 16. And now I'm finally ready to get uh, you up on video, and this is going to start us off with the um, bubble screens. And this, again, was our most popular Uh, as far as the most yards. We ran 34 of these. I don't have them on here but I show you a ton of film because I'm going to be able to point out to you and I'm also going to draw around on the screen a little bit. I actually pulled all my notes out so that I could show you as we are going on this presentation as I thought it was going to be better.